Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. Amazing. I've had six of those, and let me tell you something, they grow up quick, and they get more expensive, and they bring you more trouble at home because they bring the boyfriend up, and I'm like, hey, who's this? Sometimes I want to shoot them, sometimes I want to greet them. But that's the way it goes. Good to see Jake back there. Come on, Jake. Let me see a wave, Jake. Ah. One of our graduates from the home way back 20-something years, and he's looking good. I looked at him and said, man, you grew, bro. I had that sh- you grew for the, for the best. That's what I'm saying. Amen. I'm good. I'm good. Turn your Bibles over to the book of Psalms. I want to preach on stir yourself to restore yourself. So if you're in the house and you think that we're goody two-shoes, let me tell you something. You don't know who you're sitting next to. Especially the women, you never know who that is. And then you never know who's around you because when God does the supernatural in a person, he transforms all of their lives. And uh, when he does a work, he does it good. Not religion. Religion just kills every single thing. I used to go to a church all the time, and I never experienced the power of God. I just experienced religion. So I could do whatever I wanted to do. I'd go out and smoke dope. I'd go out and shoot this and shoot that. And I'd do whatever I wanted to do, but it never sustained me until I allowed Jesus to come in my life. Then I, it changed my life. Changed my life and made me into a brand new person. Nobody whipped me into doing this. Nobody pushed me into doing this. I wanted to do it because I knew that I needed a change inside of my life. And when Jesus became real, then I said, hey, I found something that I really love. And his name is Jesus. And a lot of times we look at him in the cross, and yes, he did die on the cross. But let me tell you, he left the spirit of the Lord on the earth. He left the Holy Spirit. That way, when you feel bad, you can cry out to God, and God is right there next to you, helping you, guiding you, and seeing you through. And when you tell Jesus to come into your life, then he does a brand new thing inside of you. But you got to listen, and you got to do, and you got to confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord. It's good to have Josh here, Pastor Josh, all the way from Stockton. Stand up, Josh, so I can see who you are. This is a young man that started young. <clears throat> but we want to pray for his mother. Your mother's name is Sylvia. And I want you just to lift up your hands. She had a stroke. And she's coming back. But we need complete healing in her life. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we lift up Sylvia before your presence. We pray that you will touch her. 
We pray that you will heal her mind, that you will walk into that room and just touch her, Father. Make her brand new. Put everything back together. Put that heart back together. Let it pump, Lord. Let it pump all that blood through her system. In the name of Jesus, we ask you for a miracle. In Jesus' name, Lord, we release the glory of God upon her. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. <clears throat> I want to deal with this psalm because, listen to it. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, and who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Whose crown... Uh, crown thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies my mouth with good things, so that their youth is renewed like an eagle. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to come to hear your word. It's the most beautiful thing that we can hear is your word, Father. Your word is life. Your, Lord, your word does everything through us, Father. And I pray right now that you will just touch us, that you will minister to us, that you will cause your Holy Spirit to just touch us, Father, and bring us into reality. In Jesus' name I ask, amen and amen. When I think about this Psalms, David is old now. And how many know that getting old, you're supposed to get better? Well, I've seen a lot of people get old, but they get stupider. <laughs> so you need a God that will guide your life through every circumstance and every trial and every bad situation. And David had gone through so many things in his life that now he's older and he's understanding who God really is and how God sustained him. So being old is a good thing. Getting older is a good thing. I met a lot of older people that are really kind people. I, I see them with all their grandkids. I see them with all the, their daughters, their sons. And man, I see all that and I see mama and, and papa, they're, they're doing good and they treat them so nice, but they're older and they recognize life. And when one of the kids stumbles, it seems like grandpa's always there helping. When somebody just does something bad, grandpa and grandma are right there and saying these words, I understand, I love you, and you're going to make it, and we're going to cover you so that you, you can accomplish what I, I want to see accomplished in your life. So how much more a man of God, a man of God that has been gone through many mistakes that he's made, and now he's looking at everything through a different eye. Because at the end of his life, he became better. And he was not bitter, he was better. And he was able to see with his own two eyes that, hey, I can do anything and I can accomplish anything, but most of all, I know that it is God that has kept me through all the storms and through all my mistakes, he's kept me through everything. So one of the things that we need to understand that God does something for us so that we can pour it out to somebody else. Somebody else. So when you find somebody that's kind to you, stick to him. 
When you find somebody that understands, sticks to it, stick to him. When you find out that your parents are good to you, stick to them because they love you, they care for you, and they're praying for you, and they're understanding that life is tough. And let me tell you something. If you want to get tough, life will make you tough. But God will make you gentle and kind by the time it's over. So it's a good thing. Tell your neighbor it's a good thing. So he's writing this psalm when, it is, when he's old. And he's aware of his own sin in his own mind. And the seriousness of sin, how it affected him. Then he begins to value the forgiveness of God. I don't know about you, but you value the forgiveness of God when you've been forgiven. To him that is forgiven much, loveth much. So if God forgave you, you need to love God more than anything else. Put away your stupid juice, all your stupid ways, and get rid of your straws. Don't even drink it with a straw. Just get rid of it. Because the only thing that counts is when God puts something beautiful in your life. So David begins to stir his soul and begins to praise God. Listen to verse 1 there. In, in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He is stirring his soul up. Now, your soul is the portion of your mind, your heart, your sp human spirit. That is your soul man. And now he knows God, and his, he feels the anointing of God. He says, man, I thank God. I thank him dearly because he was compassionate to me and my soul within me. I bless the Lord, his holy name. One of the things you need to know is that blessing his name makes a powerful atmosphere. When you lift up your hands and you lift up your voice, there is a stirring going on that you can't even imagine. Matter of fact, why don't you lift up, you know when the cops put a gun on you, they say lift up your hands, both of them go up. Why don't you lift up both of them to a God that loves you and say with me in the name of Jesus, stir my life up right now. Cause your glory to fall upon my life. In the name of Jesus, I step upon the serpent and I squeeze him to death. In the name of Jesus, stir me up, Lord, and bless me in the middle of my mess. Now give him a clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he stirs himself up. And let me just bring a few things out. He's examining himself and his communion with God. This is what he's doing. He's in examining himself and the communion with God. Second of all, he is, 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 is stirred over the lack of thanksgiving in his life. Sometimes we get dry. Sometimes we need to stir ourselves up when we don't feel like stirring ourselves up. Sometimes we look like saladitos. We're all chupados. Every, ju every juice is out of us. And we look dry. And there is no thanksgiving. And no, no feeling of anything. So there's no thanksgiving. And he's coming to a point and saying, Man, I am going to stir myself up. I know what God can do. I know what he's done. But now my soul is so far from me that I got to get back to that place where he can bless me. And I can just praise his name 
and glorify his name and tell him, Abba, Father, you are everything to me. And I lift up my hands and I praise you and I thank you. But stir this individual again. Fill this individual with brand new wine. Let me get drunk in the Holy Ghost where I can feel the thanksgiving of God and I can feel the glory of God because I'm thanking him right now. Give him a louder clap offering. Come on. <clears throat> And one of the things that raises up in his mind as he's old, what is wrong with me? How many have ever said that? What is wrong with me? Even in serving God, what is wrong with me? What is troubling me? Why am I going through all these changes? What's happening here? Sometimes we stay there in what's happening. What is happening? Hey, let me tell you something. You need to get it out of drive, out of neutral and put it in drive. Because you can't stay stuck. You need to stir yourself up. Because if you have memories of when he touched you, of when he forgave you, and when he lifted you up, and when he put your feet on a solid rock, and you lifted up your hands and you said, God, you're amazing, and yet you faded away from that, you need to get back to that place where you just praise him and love him. Because that's what he was thinking. I am so, so so uh, slow in, in giving you thanks. I need to give you thanks. Can we say thank you, Jesus, this morning? Yeah. David was exhorting himself. How many have ever spoken to yourself? How stupid you're getting, eh? you got to exhort yourself because sometimes you can't see beyond yourself. And you got to rebuke yourself. You gotta rebuke yourself and says, wake up, Tonto and Long Ranger together. Wake up because you're, you weren't like that before. You need to stop questioning God and start doing what God wants you to do. And he was another, another thing that he went through a lot was all kinds of problems and heavy trials. He went through all kinds of betrayal, betrayal from his own family. From people that he loved, they turned against him. His own blood turned against him. And let me tell you something. You're going to face trials like that where your own blood turns against you. But it might be just a test for you to see where you're going to run. If you're going to run to the hands of God or you're just going to become an idiot again. God doesn't want you to be an idiot again. He wants you to run to the arms of God and says... I'm not fighting flesh and blood. I am fighting demonic forces that are coming against my life. And I'm going to make sure that I live for God. And I lift up my hands in the middle of the fire and thank the Lord for everything that's going on. But I will not lift up my hands against them. Betrayal is an ugly thing. Sometimes there's betrayal with people. But then there is the battle of betrayal in the air. The warnings... People are starting to betray you. And that is, when you're a man of prayer, you can feel when betrayal is in the air. And when you're a man of God, you will get up and fight and you say to the devil, get out of this way, you spirit of betrayal. I bind you, I rebuke you, and I order you out of the way. And when you start fighting against those things that you are facing, you start destroying them. They got to run and they run seven ways and they'll never come back. They'll never come back. Why? Because you're a man of a woman of prayer and you are a 
team together and you're fighting together against this wickedness that's coming against you. You need to take out your sword. Hallelujah. You need to put on that helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness and the, the belt and the shoes preparation, preparation for the gospel as you're walking. You need to get mad sometimes and tell the devil, you're not going to steal from me anything. You're not going to betray me. You're not going to betray my family. My family is going to be doing good in the name of Jesus. And if you're not aware of those things, let me tell you something. They do come. And when they come, they are strong. Sometimes we could become like he did. It was a routine of just worshiping. There was no life no more. He was just doing it just to do it, but without passion. You can always tell when you don't have no more passion by the way you talk. All of a sudden, you change. You're back to cussing. You're back to doing things that you used to do because no longer are you in the presence of God. Now it's free for you to just say anything out of your mouth and not care of who you're hurting. You need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and get out of that rut that the enemy has thrown you into that pit and you're living back in your own flesh. Come on, somebody. We, may, we, might be, we might be people that know Jesus, but we need to get out of the rut. But people that don't know Jesus, they stay in the rut and they stay there forever. But we are Holy Ghost people. We are people that are ready to do war. We need to get up and say, you know what? Enough with this dryness. Enough with this ugliness. I'm going to get out of that pit and I'm bouncing back up. And give me some love. Give me some peace. Give me some joy. Give me some gladness. Give me some temperance. Give me some patience. Give me all that the fruit of the Spirit brings to a man's life. He experienced that. And then he was lacking the gratitude and the attitude that he needed to give God all the glory. Sometimes we lack the gratitude and to have the right attitude to really love God. Sometimes you just got to rebuke yourself. Sometimes it's not even the devil, it's you. The I, 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 and the you, you, you. And you got to do, do some business with yourself because sometimes you get weird. How many here have ever gotten weird? Oh, come on. Half of you are going to hell right now. I don't want to go with you. I'm staying up here on the platform. How many ever felt that way? You know? Come on. Oh, I got some honest people now. Sometimes, you know, we get that way where we have no gratitude and we don't have a good attitude. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And, and you shake a hand and they're like cold. You can feel the coldness in their hand. And you talk to them and all they talk is negative because they lost the attitude of gratitude. They're not, they're, not, they're not thanking God no more like the way they used to when they saw somebody that they love. Let me tell you something. I am always happy to see even the most ugliest person. Amen. And I'm talking about spiritually, okay? 
Let me correct that. I, I, I am talking about spiritually because, hey, I love people and I like to embrace them. But if I'm going to embrace a, a sour puss, I'm going to cast out the devil while I'm hugging him in the name of Jesus, devil. You get out of that person in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I understand that they're going through a battle. You have to understand that you're going through a battle and that the enemy wants to keep you down. He doesn't want you to get up. He wants you to get stuck in everything that I just said. He wants you to get stuck and get rid of that good attitude and that gratitude that you're supposed to have. And he wants to keep you there like a saladito, like a, a sourpuss person, like a lemon-faced person. You just stay there. Let me tell you something. God made you into his image and he made you and he saved you by the the blood of the lamb you're not an ordinary person you are a person of God and God loves you so much get back to a good attitude get back to a good attitude especially when you're a leader and you get corrected and you might not like it but it's good for you eat it eat the pill if, you, if it's right just eat it and say, God, I'm going to get myself together. I'm going to get back, back my gratitude and my attitude is going to be fixed. Ooh, I just said a whole bunch. So David went through all those things. That's what made him better. It made him better because he could take care of the people, take care of the kingdom because he knew how people were. We're, not, we're, not, we're, we're, we're in battle against uh, spiritual things in high places. But let me tell you something. The enemy will use people that are living low to try to get you down. And you better be high like an eagle, flying high like an eagle, and telling the old devil, no, 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 I am not going to that level. God did not make me a little bird. God made me an eagle, and I'm going to fly high, and my attitude and my gratitude are always going to be connected. Come on, you can do better than that. You need to really stir yourself up. Yeah. This is a real war. If you've been fighting with your wife, you, you need to get rid of your attitude. You, you need to have some gratitude that that woman put up with you for a long time. You need to love that woman. You need to care for that woman and say to that woman, I love you. I've been acting like a rear end, but now I'm going to say to you, I love you and I appreciate you. Woo. I'm telling you, that poison will get into you. And when it gets into you, it's hard to take it out. Because to go backwards always takes work to get back to where you belong. I've seen a lot of people loosen up and man, they stay there forever. Does God love them? Yeah. But they have never practiced to get back to where they belong. You're an eagle. You're an eagle. It's the only eagles fly high and will take up the serpent and kill the serpent in the air. The serpent will choke because that eagle is flying too high. It'll just die. Doesn't even have to fight with a serpent. Just take him up high enough and it's over. He dies. So you're not a pigeon. You're an eagle. Come on, give him a good clap of him. You know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Listen to verse 2. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Wow. David stirs, states his need to be thankful. To be thankful. Who forget, don't forget all of his benefits. There's a lot of benefits being saved. 
Do you know that? A lot of benefits. One of the benefits that you have is that you can lock yourself up in the closet and take care of business. And have a personal relationship with God because you're taking care of business in your closet. My men know that once my door is locked, I don't want nobody bothering me. I'm in my closet. I'm binding, I'm rebuking, I am destroying things against you, and I am protecting you because that is my job, to be a person of prayer and to be there kneeling down on the behalf of God's people because if they ain't got the time, I'm going to pray that the glory of God be all over you. I'm going to pray that he protects you from anything that's coming your way. I'm going to intercede until everything is broken. Why? Because I'm thankful that he's taken care of me, but I'm also thankful that he takes care of you. And, and when you get mad enough to claim your benefits... It's just like living in, when you was in welfare for a little while, a long time ago, we claimed those benefits. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We claimed those benefits. When I got a job, I claimed those benefits. Give me a better uh, health thing, insurance, and they gave me a better health thing. And it was nice to claim those benefits, but those benefits are there to protect your body. And the same way he is talking about that God will protect your body. Some of us should have been dead, but we're not dead. Hallelujah. Some of us should have been dead in an accident, but it didn't happen to us. God has a way of protecting us. Why? There are people in the closet that will pray for you and will bind the devil. And God protects you the whole day and weeks and months and years. And for the rest of your life. So he says, don't forget his benefits. See, the Bible calls us to be thankful. Listen to Psalms 100, I mean, chapter 92, verse 1. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. Good to give thanks to the Lord. Sometimes you just got to sing yourself. I feel like a spiritual jukebox once in a while. I'm walking around. I feel like the Lord just pushes a button and here comes a Christian song. Then he hits another button and boom, another Christian song. And pretty soon I am singing. I am dancing. I am enjoying the presence of God. And most of all, I am giving thanks to the Lord because I'm feeling great. James Brown ain't got nothing on me. I feel good all the time. Uh-huh. And so does Philip because he's jumping around. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Giving thanks in Christ Jesus for you. Paul was saying this. I'm giving thanks for you in Christ Jesus. Every one of you is important. Every one of you is important. You're the apple of his eye. He's got you in front all the time, even when you're a grouch. How many here have ever been grouchy and then somebody comes and gives you a smile and you feel real bad because you've been a grouch? Or gives you a kind word and you feel real bad, you feel convicted because and now you're like, hey, I just woke up from this spell. A spell that the flesh kept me in there because of the lack of thanks. A.W. Tozer said these things, Thanksgiving has great 
creative power. Thanksgiving has great creative power. So when you are praising, your mind starts traveling. It starts traveling to a place that God says, man, look at this picture. Look at this picture. Look at these grandkids of yours. Look at your children. They're doing good. And I'm just thanking them and saying thank you. And you're traveling because God starts creating things for you. It has that activity that God begins to move and do certain things for you. It's not over. The devil will tell you it's over. But as you say thank you, Jesus, things begin to change. And things begin to change for your better. Because Thanksgiving goes a long ways. Especially when you're doing it from the heart. Never to be out of balance, but living in a place of balance called temperance. You're standing on that seesaw. Remember those seesaws you used to get on there? They don't have them no more, so I'm talking to the oldie but goodies. They balance on that seesaw. You wouldn't go to the left or to the right. You would just balance it so well. And that's the way God's looking at He's looking for us to be well-balanced, not to be extremists, but to be well-balanced in our thanksgiving for God because he constantly does things for us. Listen to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. And here's where we got to work. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Wow. The peace of God. Understanding and giving thanks to him. There is that peace that settles. That settles. Everything could be going wrong for you, but God is at work for you. As you're thanking him, he is at work for you. When Moses stood there by the Dead Sea, everybody was worried. He says, don't worry about it. He put his staff. Everybody said, what are you putting your staff? He says, wait until you see what God's about to do. He opened up that Red Sea, and they all walked through that Red Sea. Let me tell you something. When a person is at peace with himself and is peace with God, God begins to open doors and do miracles that no man could do. Come on, somebody. Some of you, you've done and experienced some miracles in your life. You experience it with your kids. You experience it with your husband. And you experience it with your demon-possessed wife. God just delivered her. Hallelujah. Sometimes they get off, the ladies. I would look at Stella once in a while, and she had that psycho look. I said, oh, <laughs> Even with her green eyes, I said, oh, well, what happened now? You know, and, and she would start. I said, okay, let's take it in prayer, sister. Come on, let's hold hands and take it in prayer. I know your need, but let's give thanks to the Lord right now and let's get a positive anointing upon our lives because we could do it together even though you're mad or whatever happened, we could do it together. Why? Because we have that thing of thanksgiving in us. You see, this marks of you being positive instead of being negative. When you're positive, I know you've been giving thanks. I've seen little grandmas they not say a word, but everything is, is going on in front of them. Everything is chaos, but they start thanking God inside of them. 
And I've seen literally grandmas change the atmosphere because of their thanksgiving to God. While they were yelling and everything, she was praying and God was breaking every yoke. And then pretty soon I would see everybody, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Why? Because grandma had it together. She knew who her God was. And her God could do anything through thanksgiving. I'm giving you praise for my demon-possessed kids. I'm giving you praise because everything is wrong. I'm giving you praise because no matter what happens, I am thanking you with all my heart. And I know that you're about to change the atmosphere. Whew, let me tell you something. Everybody thinks that being a pastor is real easy. Let me tell you something. If, if I'm a pastor, I'm going to control everything in my knees and in my thanksgiving. That's the only way I control everything. Otherwise, I cannot control people. Only God can control people. And only a spiritual man can do miracles in the middle of a mess. Only a spiritual man can see miracles when everything is going wrong. But it's a man that spent time with prayer. Oh, man, I've had some nice people around me. I've had some grandmas that were Holy Ghost grandmas. They were always telling me, Mijo, I was young. Don't you worry, we got your back. And I would look at them and say, yeah, we're praying for you. And all these grandmas right here in back of you, they're going to pray for you. And you're going to make it. And they're all dead today. And I'm here alive because I know they were helping me. They were protecting me. Because they're amazing people when the person is full of thanksgiving, full of a person that prays and knows the benefits of God. They start destroying everything that is evil. So no, never tell me that you can't. Just tell me that you won't. Then I believe you. Got to have a positive praise, a positive area in your life where you're constantly correcting yourself. Listen to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Did I read this? No, I didn't. Here we go. Finally, my brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are, are noble, and whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, and whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are good report, if there be, here it is, if there be any virtue or power, th and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on this. Woo! So what do we need? We need people that understand that. Well, let me read it again. Brethren, what, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. What do you got to do? You got to stay yourself. You got to be in position all the time of praising God and knowing what you're hearing. Because I'm always listening. I listen to everything. I can know, I can spot a devil by one word. That's all I have to hear is one word. I say, okay, devil, you're coming out. You're coming out of that person and I'm going to get you out because I don't like what I hear coming out of your mouth. Come on, somebody, because I know whatsoever true, whatsoever are pure things, think of these things. It's just like a shepherd. He knows the sheep. The minute they hear a certain sound of the sheep, 
some of the some of the sheep kill themselves, and if you're not a real shepherd, they kill themselves because the little bugs go into their ears, and they they don't know what they're doing, and they start slamming themselves on a rock and slamming themselves on a rug. And a true shepherd comes with the oil and gets the sheep and turns them over and pours the oil inside. And once the oil goes in, all those bugs begin to leave. Sometimes we need a little Holy Ghost oil. Come on. Sometimes we need to get our ears filled with something good because we're saying something wrong and we need to get filled with God. That's why I can tell you, I can always tell by a person that talks. I know exactly where they're at. And so I know the medicine they need. That's what a good shepherd does. So the scripture does not lie. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any power, and if there be any uh, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So I'm listening to good things. Anything that's off on those things, something's wrong. Because there is that, that balance of the spirit when you hit, it's like hitting a highway. When you hit that freeway, you, boom, you step on it. That's what that freeway is for. In the same way in the spirit, when you hit the pedal, oh my God, you don't know what's going to happen. Why? Because you're traveling the way God wants you to travel. So here he is understanding everything and he understands that, that God is on the move and that God has given him enablement uh, to commit himself to the things of God. Amen. So God's given you the power to do what's right. Yes. An enablement that you could do what's right. You can't give me an excuse, well, I just picked up here and the, the devil made me know. No, fool, you picked it up. Right. The devil might have put it there, but you picked it up. Right. Come on, somebody. On. Oh, the drug got me. No, the drug didn't get you. You got the drug. The woman came up, but no, 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 no. The woman came, but you got the woman. And Mr. Suavecito came in, and you got the Mr. Suavecito. Come on, somebody. These are real things. You might think, oh, this ain't nothing. Let me tell you something. You don't know what tomorrow brings. You better be prayed up. You better be filled with the Spirit of God because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. You might be feeling like Superman today. You might be Mighty Mouse tomorrow. Am I making any sense now? You have to give yourself to the right things. David stirred himself and continued being blessed. Listen to the rest of this in the verse... Verse 3 to 5. Listen to this. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that the youth is renewed like an eagle. The Lord executes righteousness and the judgments for all that is, all those that are oppressed. Whew, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm going to read it one more time because it went one year and went the other. Listen to verse 4 again. No, verse 3. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities and healeth all thy diseases? Who redeems thy life from destruction? 
who crowns thee with loving kindness, a crown of loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like an eagle. I don't know about you, I like to be renewed like an eagle. And sometimes they go through changes. The eagles that get old, they go up high and they hit themselves and they take all the feathers and they, they stay there where the sun is and they just lay there and they wait for the next feathers to come on. And once they get those beautiful feathers, they look like a little chicken after that. But after they get those beautiful feathers, they stand up strong. And when they soar, they soar high. I got a feeling that some of you are about to soar high. The eagle is, is growing inside of you. The, the Holy Ghost is growing inside of you. He didn't make you into a chicken. He made you into an eagle. Hallelujah. And you're going to fly high. And you need to stop looking at your defeats because God's dealing with you. Verse 6. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. You might have walked into this place oppressed. You're going to walk out with a smile. Because God knew you were coming. And God was waiting for you. Not Reuben Reina. God was waiting for you. There is something about the house of God. When you come to his house, you don't know what's going to happen. Jacob said, this is a dreadful place that I've been in. Why? Because God appeared to Jacob. And he says, this is the house of God. This is where I straighten out men. This is where I allow good things to happen to men. And God brought you to the house of God to break every yoke and every single oppression that the enemy has tried to put against you. It will not succeed. God is greater than the enemy. God is more powerful than the enemy. God will do great things for you because he's alive and he's not dead. And he is there to serve you. Woo. So we don't serve a dead God. We serve a God that lives. We have been forgiven by faith. I remember when I made my first altar call. I saw a picture the other day. Pastor Sonny Argonsoni, I was young. I looked at myself, I was young. Now I'm old. <laughs> and you know, I started, I started crying. I started crying and thanking God for catching me so young. Catching me so young. Just snatching me, not even knowing what kind of, what, where I was headed. But God already knew what I was going to do. He just snatched me. And thank God that he snatched you. And that he's going to make you better than ever. Come on. If you're going to clap, let's clap. Let's clap. <clears throat> David knew all the traps. All the traps. He experienced every trap there was. And yet he was still king. And he died a king. And he died with a good testimony. Because he still believed. In the middle of all the mistakes. He still believed. And God gave him honor. God gave him honor. God will give you honor. God will bless you. And bless your kids. And bless everything you do. When you decide. I'm going to put on. I'm going to put on this suit of thanksgiving and I'm going to make it happen no matter what happens or what kind of attack I get. I'm going to keep on serving God and I'm going to keep on plowing and I'm not looking back. 
I'm not going to look back. I'm just going to keep plowing until I see the glory of God and everything else that he has for me. I've got good news for you. He loves us. <laughs> I got good news. He embraces us. He loves us more than we ever have been loved. We haven't felt no love like this. We felt the flesh love, but the godly love is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. That is his love and his passion. I want us all to stand right now. Woo. I said a lot. I said a lot. I want you to lift up your hands as we read that, that beautiful song. Come on, lift up your hands. Say with me, Jesus, I want to thank you this morning for waking me up and bringing me to church. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your power. Thank you for keeping me when I was slipping. You kept me. Thank you, Father, that you heard my prayer in the middle of my pit when I was sinking. Oh, you brought me right out. I thank you now, and I praise you right now. By the blood of Jesus, I have been made free from all sin, all trespasses, every known sin. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Now, can you give them a clap off and just thank them?